You're listening to We Have Quorum with Dina Nina and Terry Barr, where pop culture and politics collide. Hello, everyone. <laughs> this is already starting off so funny. I am... Uh, <laughs> Here, let's start this right. Okay, okay. welcome to We Have Quorum. Uh, my name is Dina Nina, and I'm here with the amazing and lovely Terry Barr. Dina Nina, thank you. We have quorum. I guess this means you it's do. our call to order. It is. Call it to is. order. <laughs> the we need time a of, I know. <laughs> the time of 5 p.m. has come and gone, and we call this meeting to order. <laughs> Ladies, we have quorum. (laughs) (laughs) Dina, Nina, for those who don't know you, please introduce yourself because you have just such a terrific background. Oh my gosh, it's ridiculous. So I'm a (laughs) stand-up comedian, actor. Um, I am also the first trans person elected to Madison's Common Council, which is our city council, for those of you who don't know. And um, yeah, I'm excited to be doing this podcast. And I'm more excited to be with Emmy Award winning Terry Barr. (laughs) That sounds kind of cool, actually, when you say it. I like that. (laughs) Yes, I I am a longtime broadcast journalist, um, but it's been really fun over the last maybe, say, eight to 10 years to kind of recreate myself and become a radio and uh, podcast host. I do a lot of writing and social media, and it just has taken me on a totally different journey than anything I did when I was doing TV news and radio news. So this is great, and I'm looking forward to being part of this show with you, Dina Nina. Well, I am honored to have you, and as always, we have a blast anytime we get together. So this hopefully will be more of the same goofy fun. Yes. Um, covering politics and pop culture and and whatever the heck we want to cover. So <laughs> I love it. <laughs> where do we begin? Since we've called called this meeting to order, where do we begin? Well, let's begin with uh, where people can get in touch with us and interact with us. We have an Instagram and a Facebook, uh, and those are at We Have Quorum Show. You can also visit our website, We Have Quorum Show, which is where we'll be posting uh, more content as we go forward and all of our podcasts and and video casts that we do, as well as we have a subreddit community, r slash We Have Quorum. And you can go there and interact with us. We're going to ask you questions throughout the week and find out what uh, what's on your mind. And if you have any fun tidbits, either news, pop culture, uh, social media, you can post those there. And we may be able to post your video and comment on it. So, Oh, I love that. Get everybody involved. That's what it is to be a community. Absolutely. And uh, the more that you interact with us, the funner we're going to, so much more fun we're going to have. I don't know. Like, (laughs) all of it. Not an English major, you know? (laughs) I would have grabbed that. I would have said, wait, wait. But you you caught yourself, which makes it even funnier. (laughs) Okay. 
We've got an agenda today. It's going to be so much fun. So we're going to cover some of the headlines that are happening. We're going to cover some pop culture. And then we're going to talk a little bit about some weird news. That's one of my favorite things. And then we have a wonderful guest who I am honored to call my friend. And that's Representative Francesca Hong, who is a member of the Wisconsin State Assembly to talk about what's happening up there on the legislature. Ooh, in, I bet uh, that's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm uh, looking forward to seeing what she has to say about the, <laughs> the hijinks and shenanigans that are going on over there. I was just going to kind of call it a hot mess, but those words are probably a little uh, better description <laughs> than a hot mess. <laughs> you call it better or just different. Right, right. <laughs> So how about we get into some news updates? Let's do it. Awesome. That was fun. I love the UFO thing and we're just, we're just, we're just going with it. Okay. So here in Wisconsin news, we're going to talk about the Republicans have decided to redraw the maps. As most of you know, Wisconsin definitively elected um, uh, Judge Janet Protasiewicz to our Supreme Court. And the day after she was invested, inaugurated, sworn in, whatever you call it, they, Josh Call, Attorney General Josh Call, submitted mm-hmm. a, a, a lawsuit against the state to redraw the maps so that we can have fair maps. For those of you who are not from Wisconsin, we're, we are pretty much 50-50 Republican-Democrat. Right. But what we've seen over and over again is that in our state house, we've got Republicans who have a supermajority. And yes. all of that is um, because of the way the maps are drawn here. Everybody we, knows the word gerrymandering. Gerrymandering. And you know, gerrymandering has been around since like the late 1800s. And it's just part of history. But, you know, as I've been reading up more on gerrymandering to really understand where this comes from and why it happens. Um, So many political experts say, yes, it's been happening for years and years. And Wisconsin is one of several states that it continues to happen in. But it's also not fair. It's not good for anyone. I found that interesting. Yep. Yeah, it's not good for anyone because representation, especially... Mm -hmm. And I say this all the time, representation not only matters, it saves lives. Absolutely. And when we're gerrymandering everything for one side, whether it's Democrat or Republicans, because we have both done it throughout history, it is not fair. And Mm -hmm. every state, every uh, every voter needs to Mm -hmm. be counted and recognized and it needs to be fair. We need to be represented and uh, fair. And so what the Republicans have done is since uh, Attorney General Josh Call wants to sue them to redraw the maps, they decide we're going to just do it ourselves. How do you think that's going? (laughs) Uh, Yeah. What did we say? A hot mess? Uh... Uh, (laughs) Definitely a hot mess. Yeah, and when Wisconsin continually comes up as one of the most gerrymandered states, I mean, why 
Why is that okay? As we've said, it's not okay. It's not fair. And this is the time when we hope something can be done about it. But mm -hmm. I'm curious how the Republicans are going to approach this and do it their, you know, their own way. Well, I took a little uh, liberty and went to uh, Channel 27 WKOW here in Madison sure. and found a wonderful article about it. And I will let you know that um, what other senators on and assembly members are talking about. Mm -hmm. We have a quote from Senator Mark Spritzer, who, by the way, adore him, love him. He's great. Okay. And he said, I don't think this is a serious proposal. Um <laughs> So I'm not looking to amend it. And I think right now we have a case before the Wisconsin Supreme Court challenging the existing gerrymander and looking yes. to set a, a standard against partisan gerrymandering. Mm -hmm. um, if it's an issue that supersedes or it's an issue that supersedes party to a certain extent, this is about people and about making sure that they have adequate choice and adequate districts that are drawn so that we can conduct the business that we need to conduct. Um, I mixed two people that was representative Myers and then mm -hmm. um, um, Senator Sprites are just before that. So uh, that all made sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and they're doing it to try to, you know, control the narrative and to control the maps, which is putting us back in a space that, brings unfairness i just right especially as we ridiculous yeah and especially as we know we're going to be moving into a huge election cycle in 2024 so you and i and many other people will definitely be watching this keeping our eyes on this and our ears open to understand where it's going next and to let everybody with us here you know keep everybody updated as well yeah we're gonna have our ear to the ground and <laughs> yes i'll be talking to <laughs> representatives up there to find out what's going on and what i can do to help so excellent excellent uh, you know government is about uh, governing for the people right so mm -hmm. you have a chance to call your representative and your senators to say this is what we want we want fair maps so yeah. call their offices, leave a voicemail, and also send an email that goes to them directly. Excellent advice. And I've heard this so many times from people. Um, how do I get a hold of them? And you're saying, make the call, do the email, so then they'll get it twice. And you, you just have to do it and take that chance, understanding that they will get this and they will then have your information. I know when I've uh, reached out on some of the different issues, I've received an email in return. So I'm very pleased to know that they do read or listen to these messages when they come in. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, let's move on to the next agenda item, which is the okay. Office of Gun Violence Prevention. Did you hear Ooh. about this, Terry? I did. Um, it feels like this should have happened a long time ago, but is it too little too late? I, I guess I hope not, because yeah. we do need to do something about this issue. Um, I feel like every time you turn on the news or you open the paper or whatever, there's another shooting that shouldn't have happened. I mean, how yeah. do you feel, Dina Nina? What, what do you feel about the president's decision to do this? Well, I think it's a, a great decision because at mm -hmm. least somebody will be in charge of doing something about it because it looks like um, the 
Congress has no appetite for solving this. It has been right. decades, decades, and the people that have lost their lives that could have been prevented. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's shocking, disturbing. And I don't know if you have any friends outside of the United States, but they are always scared uh, for me to come back to the U.S. Or they're worried about guns because they don't have this problem in other countries. What does that say? And, and you know, last year, it, it seemed like there were so many during the school year and little kids, and I talked to my nephew, who is going to be 10, and he goes to a parochial um, elementary school. And I said, do you actually practice these, uh, you know, where do you go? What do you do if something like this happens? And last school year, they were practicing it like every other week. And to me, I, I thought back to like when I was a kid and we practiced tornado drills. They do tornado drills, but they do the gun drills more often than the tornado drills. And I just found that so sadly surprising, but yet I'm not surprised. So that's. Yeah. Yeah. And we think about our children, what they experience just from that, you know, like that. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And, you know, he made it sound like, ah, uh, you know, it's just what we do. And it's good they do it because they do need to be prepared. But I just wonder what does it do to their psyche? Yeah. How, do, how do they feel really about that? Yeah. I don't know. It's yeah. intense. It really so, is. Yeah. So Biden is putting uh, yeah. Vice President Harris in charge of the Office uh, of Gun Violence Prevention. Mm -hmm. And I hope that we will be able to get something that's common sense that yes. is able to protect our loved ones. I mean, the fear of just uh, walking into a Walmart and not coming out is yeah, constant. Like I'm always, I'm always thinking about things like that because I'm a little morbid. <laughs> <laughs> At least you think about it with a smile on your face. You know? Fair, fair. Oh yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I know. It, it safety is such a big thing just in general these mm -hmm. days. So yes. And I hope that they don't waste a lot of time not doing anything. I hope that this right. can move forward fast. Same, same. Uh, so Terry, yes. you have something interesting to talk about. Betting on elections? Well, I found this. Um, it, it, they're comparing it kind of to um, yes or no sort of events like um, will the actor strike end before October 15th and people are betting on things like that. You know, they do the same thing during the Super Bowl and different moments of the Super Bowl. But now the uh, commodity, let's see, the Commodity Futures Trading Commission has said no way. They rejected a proposal from this online financial exchange called Kalshi. They wanted to offer cash bets. Cash bets, Dina Nina, on U.S. House or Senate elections. And they wanted to start this as soon as the election's coming up. Uh, the decision, wow. though, foils this company's plan to become the first U.S. exchange to let institutional investors wager up to $100 million on congressional election outcomes. I was blown away reading this, that the thought was even there that somebody could or would want to do this. Kelshi is um, one of those that is like a crop of companies trying to sell future contracts 
on this type of thing. Uh, luckily, right now, at least, they've been given the big fat no. Uh, there are others coming up now behind Kalshi, other companies, other traders saying, oh, why, why invest that much? How about we just throw in $800 and I'll pick who's going to win or who's not going to win. They, they aren't giving their money to the elections, but they're still spending an awful lot to try to choose the right person they think will win the right. election. Oh, my gosh. Wow, that sounds shady to me. <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> Which, uh, luckily, yeah, the CFTC, the Commodity Futures Trading Commission, said, no way, get lost. This cannot happen. Just one more thing to make our elections look um, strange. <laughs> Fair. I mean, news <laughs> yes. people... News people and politicians, we're all like elections are like our Super Bowl. <laughs> yes. And then, of course, bring in the money. Oh, no, no, no. Right, not betting. Right. Not betting. No betting. No betting, uh, on, no betting on politicians. Wow. Yeah. How about that? Pop culture. That was cool. <laughs> Look at you. I love it. <laughs> Stupid little things that give me so much pleasure and joy. <laughs> I'm enjoying it just as much as you are. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. So, Terry, yes. do you know why Taylor Swift is the top trending topic again? You know, this girl is something, isn't she? Uh, she's helped Indeed. the economy with her tour and all the money that is being spent as she tours the country. So that's amazing. She's a great songwriter, musician. Her shows are incredible. And when you get people, mm. you know, saying, I went to her show, you know, you have people like, um, do I mention him? Aaron Rodgers, former sure. Packers quarterback. He's speaking out on what an amazing show her stamina because she goes for three hours straight and changes costumes well here's the new thing she is trending once again because she was spotted at the kansas city chiefs game sunday uh sitting in one of the boxes with Ooh. um yes with Travis Kelsey a Kansas City player and star with Travis Kelsey's mother there's been <laughs> there's been quite the the gossip about all of this and people um just wondering are they together are they not well of course you can imagine everybody went bananas when they saw her in the box sitting with Travis Kelsey's mom so are they together are they? Neither one is confirming, but you know she's there with his mom. That's pretty I mean, cute. maybe they're really good friends, but it's yeah. really adorable, and I I hope that she is able to find love without having everybody pry into every little <laughs> detail all the time. <laughs> oh my gosh! And there was a really great segment that was done on. Um, he was spotted on a podcast wearing a shirt of a former boyfriend of hers. And of course, people thought that was hilarious. It was John Mayer. She dated him quite a few years ago. But everybody's trying to put all of these little strings of pieces together. And this is probably the most evidence we've had so far, having her actually at a game. He was playing and she's there with his mom. Wow. Just fun. That's kind of cool. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. We're going to pry into it as much as possible and look at all the information we have. Okay, also, we will. 
<laughs> but mm-hmm. also, they need a little bit of break, don't you think? <laughs> yeah, they probably could both use it and like it. Yeah. But um, you said it. They're cute. And they really they're are. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for her as well. Yeah. I mean, I'm super impressed with, like, the way she puts on a show and the the um energy that she brings to it it's just really great and she's she's a genuine artist you know absolutely Um, speaking of which leads us to our next topic which is also coincidentally the reason why i missed my bus yesterday morning going down wait what (laughs) oh no what happened so the story starts like this Okay. <laughs> I am going down because we're having like this little meeting with a bunch of people going down to the farmer's market and I'm taking the Metro bus and sure. I'm so excited about it because I love taking the bus. I don't, I don't take it as often as I wish I did, but I love taking a bus because it feels like I'm in the city and I'm yes. able to listen to my podcast and my music or read a book, you know? Mm-hmm. So I am waiting for the bus clearly in the wrong spot didn't realize and kylie minogue is one of my favorite artists she she is my favorite artist of all time oh like, wow i have followed her since her first album i watched her on neighbors in the 80s and early 90s <laughs> like her name is tattooed on my arm oh my and, gosh and wait for this wait for this okay Oh, you've got to be kidding me. I have a cutout. For those that are listening on audio, I have a cutout of Kylie, and she watches over my life. Oh, my goodness. Okay, you are a true fan. I am a true fan. Um, (laughs) I am so excited for this new album. This is a woman of 56 years old. Yes. I'm not that old. I'm exhausted all the time. I have no idea how she does it. She put out an album during the pandemic called Disco that was everything. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, her, I believe it's her 16th album, studio album, over, she is an artist that has had number ones in the UK over five decades, in every decade. Wow. And all of a sudden, she releases her first album song from this album the first single which was padam padam i don't know if you've heard it but every queer person in the united states has to have heard it by now because it took over social media and tiktok 56 years old and just about five years ago six years ago we were talking about madonna yes being old and unrelevant And I'm sitting here watching Kylie Minogue at 56 be relevant, put out amazing music. Every track is solid. Oh, fun. Okay. This is so great to hear. And she's like a queen of reinvention. And I don't even know if that's the right word because she hasn't really had to reinvent herself. People who love her just love her. Oh, my God. Yes, we do. It's so good. She's just super fun. I've always enjoyed her music. Yes. Oh, man. So her album, new album, is called Tension. That is the second single off the album, which is called Tension. And it's so good. Um, I'm obsessed. I waited for it to download. And I'm sitting there just listening to music. And my bus drives by. And I'm like, well, I'm going to be late. (laughs) 
you had the best reason ever to be late and it had nothing to do with the bus. It was all Kylie. I, I agree. The bus was on time. Oh my gosh. We also have, oh my gosh, who I'm, we are all excited about this. The Wiener Mobile is back. Yes. The Oscar Mayer Wiener Mobile is back. What did they call it for a while? The Frank Mobile. No. What's that? No, it no. It's nothing. No. It's a man no. who wears a weird <laughs> polyester suit and tie. <laughs> I can picture it. <laughs> and lives in a 1970s avocado grain refrigerator and everything weird house. That's that's yes. who Frank is. <laughs> okay. And that didn't go over well. Frank no. Mobile did not go over well. Uh so that didn't last long. So Wiener Mobile it is. Scanny's were mad. Oh, yes. Don't get us mad, especially <laughs> over the Wiener Mobile. We're really oh. nice until you have to mess us over on the Wiener Mobile. <laughs> Nothing is sacred anymore. Just leave it alone. When it's working, it's working. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm glad that that is back. That is a piece of I am good so, news. Yes. I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to go up and touch it. I love yeah. we'll not get dirty, but I'm very excited for the Wiener Mobile, is all I'm I have a little wiener whistle. I should have brought yeah. it to the show. I'll bring it to the next show. Okay, perfect. Yes. I can't wait to see it. <laughs> it's so cute. Yep. <laughs> and I feel like I can bring it back out again. So that makes me happy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she can come back for another ride. <laughs> please, please. You know, for a while, they, and, and they probably still do, hire interns that for a summer job they get paid okay but they get to drive the wiener mobile wouldn't that be Ugh. a blast that Ugh. would be a blast yeah yep i want to turn my car into some kind of a mobile <laughs> <laughs> Maybe little, instead of just an automobile i'd love uh -huh. to have like uh, a cheese mobile or ooh. A... <laughs> maybe we can have um everyone who joins us for this program we can turn it into an actual agenda item so everybody can vote ooh. on it oh my god that sounds great yes we will not put that on the consent agenda because that <laughs> would just get like we're gonna put it on our actual agenda that we're gonna read and vote on let's do it okay i'm in <laughs> Wonderful. I'll say I. 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 And it passes oh, unanimously. Yes. Ta-da. See how it. easy that is. So easy. When everything is done in order to order yes. to Robert's rules, we can make change happen. I Absolutely. Don't know. And we just did it. Indeed. I don't know what we're doing, but we just did it. We're doing something. Who knows? What does it matter? I love it. We're That's having cool. a blast. <laughs> and our final pop culture um, agenda item is yes. Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner. Have you been at, into this at all? Have you heard a anything about bit. it? A little bit. I was shocked when, um, you know, the entertainment shows were showing her, you know, drinking it up and partying it up with some other young dudes. And uh, he, I guess, is is okay. So Terry is frozen, and I'm really excited to get her take on Joe Jonas 
and Sophie Turner. Uh, Joe Jonas has filed for divorce, and Sophie Turner wants to take the children back to the United Kingdom. But a judge has said, no, no, no. They need to stay here until this is all settled. So back to you, Terry. What? You stopped at Sophie Turner was out drinking and carousing. She was. How dare she? Salacious. Um, I know. And of course, you know, that made all the entertainment shows and all the social media. And she said, you know... I didn't get to have much of a fun life when I was younger. Not like she's that much older, but uh, she said, I'm, I'm having my fun now, but uh, you know, it's so interesting that of course they track down and by they, I mean like the TMZ cameras mm-hmm. track down Joe Jonas. He was out with his brothers having lunch, didn't have much to say, but I have to say of the, the brothers, I think he's adorable, but. Oh my whatever. gosh. I mean, I, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I think they all cute. Um, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> I mean, he is especially dishy. Yes. Um, and also, I mean, I have stretch marks older than both of them. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh. So I wish them well on this journey of separation oh. and custody. And I hope that they're able to, you know, co-parent happily and and comfortably like we wish for everyone absolutely especially for the kids oh my yeah. goodness yeah. wow good luck children having children it's just yeah. <laughs> that's kind of nine thousand right i'm now yeah. that now that not wow i can't say words nine thousand years old now um i know i don't look at don't judge me <laughs> you're silly <laughs> I, I mean, always. <laughs> good, 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 so, good. What this has so far been so fun. I like seriously. Every time I'm around you, I just have a blast. So thank you. Right for, back at you. Right back at you. Me. I'm so honored. <laughs> well, also, who who said information education? It it, it can be fun. It's a yeah. great way to yes, great way Absolutely. to learn. Make it fun, but hopefully people walk away and go, I learned something today. Right. And mm-hmm. like I said on the campaign trail, I'm just a fat trans lady with a big heart. So here we are. Here <laughs> Nina, we are. Nina. <laughs> so oh. I am super excited to have our guest. Um, mm-hmm. I am very fortunate to be able to call her a friend and one of my favorite people that I'm so glad that she is one in the world and two in a place of power to to uh, make decisions for us on our behalf. She is a chef and entrepreneur. She owns a restaurant. She is the first um, Asian American to be elected to the state assembly. And I am honored to have my friend, Representative Francesca Hong. Hi. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me today. Of course. Thanks for taking your time to join yes. us. And and um, I know you've been working really, really hard, especially over the last week and a half. <laughs> it's been an absurd couple of weeks, but then it wouldn't be the state assembly. So uh, fill so us we were... in on the latest. What What is happening? And uh, I, I guess Dina, Nina, and I called it, it. It can kind of be a hot mess there sometimes. But how are you feeling about what's happening there? And, and, and what are you looking at right now? Yeah, it can uh, certainly uh, 
you know, feel chaotic uh, from the inside and it, it can definitely look chaotic from the outside. But yeah. I, I, all in all, I will say that amidst all of the chaos and absurdity, because um, right now I feel like Republicans are slowly going down in the flames that they've created. Um, there is still really good work being done by the Assembly and Senate Democrats, and I'm you know, proud to be one these days. Uh, in terms of an update, we've had everything from ongoing threats to impeach a sitting justice who was uh, duly elected with a wide margin over 11 points, which in Wisconsin is a landslide. Mm -hmm. uh, those threats continue. We had a surprise drafted overnight, saw 3 a.m. spikes for Google searches on the Iowa model uh, and a redistricting bill that the Republicans presented uh, to us on a Tuesday and we came to vote on it on a Thursday with zero public input. We've had uh, a an attempt to do a, a governor's veto, uh, a veto override, um, which was the Republicans thinking that they had the numbers that they would try to bring a bill to the floor to override the governor's veto. But alas, the Democrats, uh, we were prepared for that. And one of our members actually who had COVID um, was in his office all afternoon. And when they made the call of the house at 1130 at night on Thursday um, last week, uh, he emerged from his office in a mask and pressed his button. So we were able to hold the governor's veto. So there are... There is a lot, and I think um, the threats to democracy and undermining the will of the people, it's not new for Republicans and they're continuing it. Um, but what's different this time around is that we are organized around the state and folks are hitting the streets, whether you're a Republican or a Democrat, um, challenging the uh, an election um, and the outcomes of election that represents the will of the people uh, will stand. And so I think it's been encouraging to see how mobilized we've become as, as a state um, to challenge the threats to democracy. Um, aside from that, we also had some really great bills come out. So, and a governor's special session. And I think they that might have wrapped it up, but I'm sure I'm missing some stuff. So that is the child care. Um, yes. So the, the governor. Yeah. yeah. So the governor called a special session on uh, workforce development, including in his bill was um, child care counts and funding the. Uh, power up programs, um, paid leave provisions, uh, UW Madison engineering building. And we fully anticipated the Republicans to gavel us in and out of a session, which means even though the governor calls a special session, they refuse to have a hearing on it. Um, but they surprised us this time. The assembly uh, gaveled in and adjourned and the Senate gaveled in and adjourned. And then the Senate actually took up the bill um, and are claiming that they may give it a public hearing, but I'll need to see it to believe it with those guys. Fair, fair. <laughs> It's so fascinating because, you know, this is something, I, and I'm just going to hone in on the child care, <laughs> understanding how this can impact every single family in Wisconsin that uses child care and, and knowing it's expensive. I, I understand that, but many people couldn't go, go to work, couldn't do what they do without this. I mean, what are the options and is time running out on something like this? 
Yes, and I'm I'm so glad um, you mentioned how this impacts how uh, you know people's lives both um, at home and clearly at work. And the thing is, childcare and lack of uh, access to affordable, high quality childcare impacts employers. It impacts uh, grandparents. It impacts the fact that childcare providers right now are some of the least paid for the most difficult work in taking care of our most vulnerable and our youngest in their time where they need the most care for early development. And I think the fact that our Republican colleagues refuse to see how much it's going to impact, you know, families moving here, folks who, you know, aren't, who, who may not even have kids understand how important it is to make sure people have access to it so that we can all collectively as a community keep the economy going. Um, so if we, we are at a, an absolute tipping point when it comes to childcare access in this, in our state. Um, over 50% of providers are expected to close within the next year if this childcare pro uh, program doesn't continue. Um, we have childcare providers who are working for uh, minimum wage across the state. And what mm -hmm. this program did was it raised those wages so that um, we could retain uh, talented providers um, and, and care workers and make sure that uh, the uh, uh, child care providers were able to um, keep their rates uh, affordable for folks. But we're having people come right now letting us know that they're either have, they're having to increase um, uh, they're having to increase tuition and rates uh, upwards of 30%. And especially in rural areas where you don't have a lot of childcare centers, um, those increases when folks are already you know, working hard and living paycheck to paycheck could mean choosing between your job and staying home with your kids. Absolutely. Wow. And, and your, one of your Republican colleagues mentioned that um, it's not about subsidizing, it's about reforming and uh, regulating childcare. And all I sit here and think is that so tone deaf because this affects your constituents just as much as it does uh, Democratic constituents. They're not interested in regulating. They're interested in deregulating. I mean, making it easier for 16-year-olds to work um, in child care centers doesn't seem like regulation to me. And in terms of reform, the system has been deteriorating um, and being has been undermined for years, even before the COVID pandemic. And when they say the system is broken, what they're proposing is looking at all the pieces and saying, why don't we try this one and that one and see if it goes together. When we've had a program that was implemented during the COVID-19 crisis, that the providers were asking for this. They were asking for funds to be able to use to increase pay for the childcare workers, make capital improvements if needed to. And it's the people who are closest to the issues that should have decision-making power. And that's mm -hmm. what this program did. But unfortunately for my Republican colleagues, they didn't see as empowering the providers as the best thing for our kids. Um, last I checked, when Voss and the Republicans get what they want, most of Wisconsin doesn't. So I don't know how they expect uh, when we've got childcare providers telling us that this program has worked, um, mm -hmm. that they're now refusing to fund it. Mm. You're hearing from the people that will be the most impacted, obviously those childcare providers. But then as we mentioned, all of the families across Wisconsin. How can you ignore that? I, oh. 
This is what gerrymandering does, though, right? So when Mm -hmm. you've got when you've got representatives and senators um, who don't have to answer to their constituents, who don't have to worry about uh, competitive elections, who know that they get to pick their voters and the voters aren't picking their politicians because the maps aren't allowing them to actually have those choices. Um, And so I think that this is a symptom of when you have politicians that are so insulated from the consequences of what's going on in their communities. And I, you know, I have conversations with Republicans and yes, some of them do want to make some changes, but they lack the political will and courage to mobilize their caucus and stand up to the speaker. So when you've got Robin Voss running the show all day and night and you're not, you're too cowardly to stand up to him, unfortunately the cost of that is for our communities and I think that's unacceptable and I hope more people are going to stand up and they're coming out and the election of Justice uh, Justice Janet Protasewicz was proof of that. Absolutely. My last question is I noticed this push from uh, Senator Agard um, about the new uh, plan to legalize cannabis. Yes, uh, Senator Agard has been the trailblazer and champion for decriminalizing cannabis for years. Um, and on Friday, along with Representative Darren Madison from Milwaukee, they introduced legislation to fully legalize and decriminalize cannabis in Wisconsin. Um, it's really exciting. Uh, we've got uh, farmers, entrepreneurs, uh, growers, uh, people. A, a coalition of folks um, who have uh, been wanting this, and of course, everyday Wisconsinites who know that this—you know—the the most dangerous thing about cannabis is the fact that it's illegal. And so, um, this is incredibly exciting. We have not heard much from the Republicans yet, except they maybe want to put out a—you know—an anemic bill about. Um, Legalizing, legalizing medicinal use. Um, mm. But I think it's really important and significant that this bill was introduced on Friday because, again, it's showing Wisconsinites what we can do um, if and when, uh, I should say, when Democrats are in power. And so we've, we've got legislation queued up and we'll keep introducing it until we have the majority. I, I mean, I got a little too excited about it when I saw it. <laughs> That's good. That's good. It's, it's, hey, we're giving the people what they want. And I think yeah. that, uh, you know, mm-hmm. the Republicans right now, because they're insulated from consequence, may or may not take it up. Uh, but we hope that the conversations will continue because, again, this is what their constituents are asking for, too. Yeah. It's ridiculous because, one, it is um, tax income for the state mm-hmm. to yeah. use and fund other resources and helping children and helping with housing. And it also empowers entrepreneurs, primarily people of color who are able to move into that space a little easier when they are, um, when they are given the opportunity. And we've got proof of concepts, right? Wisconsin is an island when it comes to full legalization. And so we've got Wisconsinites going to Illinois, Michigan, Wisconsin, or Illinois and Minnesota Mm -hmm. now, um, and spending money there, giving tax dollars to those states, and then coming back. And so I think it's 
it's it's unfortunate um, that uh, Republicans again don't want to do the right thing uh, when you've got the majority of Wisconsinites supporting this um, and knowing that it's going to not only grow our economy um, but really help a lot of folks uh, who need it for medicinal use as well. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> this has been so terrific because. You, you have taken time to take our questions and you've turned around and done such a great job at explaining these these really important issues. So thank you so much. This has just been terrific yeah, to no. talk with you. Oh, it's my absolute pleasure to be here. Um, again, if I think holding these spaces and bringing politics into, uh, I, I hope, more everyday conversations uh, in a productive way is is really important. So I thank you both for holding this space. I'm I'm grateful that even on days where we don't have a podcast, I get to have these conversations with you. And it's so nice to know that it really is wonderful to know that you are in that space. Um, so thank you for everything you do. And thank you so much for joining us today on our inaugural show. I know. Thank you so much. It's so awesome. Well, thanks again for having me. I hope you do have a great rest of your weekend. You, you as too. well. Thank you, Representative Francesca Hong. Well, here we are. We're at the bottom of the show we did it <laughs> it's so exciting to be back with you <laughs> and you to too to, uh, and to be able to have conversations with people that i not only respect mm -hmm. but i also really value um being around uh, on this planet yes. you are one of those people well, right back at you. And again, this whole idea of entertaining and informing and educating, but doing it all centered around having some fun with it too. It, it doesn't get any better, Dina Nina. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, everyone, thank you so much. Once again, you can find us on our website at wehavequorumshow.com and on Instagram and Facebook at wehavequorumshow. And then also interact with us on Reddit, uh, reddit r slash uh, we have quorum. We'd love to hear from you. See what you've got. Send us some social media posts. Send us some questions. Yeah. And we will ask you some questions. And hopefully we will see you soon. Thank you so much, Terry. Thank you. And thank you, everyone, for watching and or listening. We're so happy to be here. Absolutely. And we are adjourned. You've been listening to We Have Quorum with Dina Nina and Terry Barr. You can follow us on our social media on Instagram and Facebook at We Have Quorum Show. Also, subscribe to our YouTube. You can interact with us on our Reddit community, r slash We Have Quorum. This is an Artemis Bow production.